Hi, good morning. This is Jeremy speaking from home just outside Manchester to all our friends and City Church. It's going to be a very exciting morning today as we kind of unveil and unpack the vision for hubs right across the city of Sheffield. I've been so thrilled as I've walked this through with Dan and Rich and Chris over the last few months to just see the heart for releasing new people and new gifts in our church, which I believe is going to result in releasing and reaching more people right across the city. So I just wanted to share a couple of scriptures that had stirred me as I've been thinking and walking this through with the elders. Uh, The first is this, that we need to be aware of enemy activity at this time. You might think that's slightly negative to start there, but actually I believe it's really important. Paul writes, doesn't he, to the Corinthians, we're not unaware of the enemy's schemes. And the scripture that I want to share is Jesus speaking in uh, Matthew chapter 16, when he's talking to his disciples and particularly to Peter, and he says this, he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And I'm going to be giving you the keys of the kingdom. So I believe that as we go into hubs, this is all about building the church. That's one of our distinctives to uh, build churches empowered by word and spirit and to advance the kingdom. I believe that that's going to happen But I believe there's an enemy who's not going to be particularly happy about that. Any time we advance the kingdom, any time we build the church, there's opposition. And uh, I've been so impressed, uh, as many of you will have been, by Ginny's new book, Overpowering Nemo. And if you want an introduction to spiritual warfare and how that relates to individuals and lives, then I would highly recommend that book. And I think we've just got to be aware at this time that there is warfare. Sometimes that comes in negative thoughts. Sometimes we can feel, oh my goodness, is this the right time to be stepping out into something new? I don't like change. I don't like new things. And well, actually, welcome to 2020. It's been a year of change and new things. Well, perhaps we should wait. Perhaps we shouldn't press ahead too quickly. No, no, actually, we should follow the spirit. And uh, our walking in faith is not by sight but it's by obedience and by faith and following what God is doing. And sometimes we can think, well, other people are doing better than I am. They've had a better lockdown than me and they, they're they not struggling like I'm struggling. The truth is we've all been struggling through this lockdown period, especially as we've entered this second phase now. And that's not a reason for us to be inactive. In fact, it's a reason for us to be active and to follow the spirit. And sometimes also that can cause a little bit of division between us. One of our distinctives is also that we're friends enjoying God together. And sometimes this sense of isolation and independence and on our own has caused sometimes a sense of suspicion, a sense of wondering what others are thinking. and Are they quite on the same page as we are? And what is this happening? What does it mean for them? Listen, there's a sense that God's going to do something in us together uh, over this season. And that's going to result, I believe, in deepening friendship, deepening relationship and deepening sense of being able to together reach out much more locally into local communities. I don't know if you remember Dan a couple of years ago speaking out of Song of Solomon about it's the little foxes that spoil 
the vine. It's the little whispers. It's the little bits of untruth. It's the little lies that the enemy sows. It's the little suspicions. It's the little untruths. It's the little doubts and concerns that we have. That can spoil things. And we need to stand against the work of the enemy. We need to say, no, we're going to stand strong. Jesus will build his church and the gates of hell will try and prevail, but they will not prevail against what God is doing in us. And like that scripture, the little foxes that nibble away, that spoil the fruit of the vine, leads me on to the second scripture that I want to remind you of, one that we know very well here, that Jacob prophesied over his son, Joseph, that Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine that goes over the wall. And I believe that God is going to give us as a church in local communities fruit over our walls. We've had lots of walls this year, haven't we? We've had lockdowns and tears and levels and restrictions and kind of feels like we've all been shut in sometimes. But God is going to give us fruit over the wall right in your community, right in your backyard, right in your place of work and place where you live, the locality, the, the genius of these hubs is that they're they're local and we're going to reach out together to local communities. Now Dan's going to share a lot more practicalities about this in a moment, but I just want to say we don't know exactly what is over the wall. That's the whole thing. The wall you can't see over the wall. We can't quite yet peer over it. We don't quite know what it's going to look like in reality. We don't yet know exactly all that it's going to be. But what we do know is this. God has promised us, the City Church Sheffield, fruit over the wall, over these difficulties, over these barriers, over these things, lockdowns that have oppressed us and pushed us in. We're not going to wait till that's over because the wall will never fully come down. There'll always be walls of opposition. There'll always be walls of difficulty. There'll always be walls of trial and problems. But God is promising us as a community, God's promising us his grace that he will give us fruitfulness over the wall. I personally believe that's going to result in many more people coming to know Jesus. These are our values. These are our distinctives as Christ Central Churches. I know Dan's going to unpack more of this later, but this is about us being friends together, deepening these relationships. It's about the impact of building the local church full of his word, empowered by his spirit. It's about that church then being a vehicle for the kingdom, reaching out with good works, with love and mercy and grace and good news to the world around us. Ultimately, that means reaching nations. And I'm so thrilled and it's been so wonderful actually during lockdown to be following various language groups in the church to be seeing people singing out in different languages and different cultures and different colours and I so it's so beautiful to see the church of Jesus one new humanity but different backgrounds different languages different colours of skin we're we're all one together in Christ but we're this beautiful new humanity that's going to reach out to all nations, then the nations are with us. They're here. We are the nations. We're representing of all different colours of skin and background and different ages. And it's so wonderful to see the church doing that. And I think we're going to be more and more like that. And hence, we're going to reach out. We're going to touch nations and we're going to make disciples. It's a very exciting new day. I want to lift your eyes this morning. This is a new day 
for City Church Sheffield. It's a new day of us being in relationship together, expressing that in local communities and reaching out into those local communities with the love, the grace and mercy of God. So let's hear a little bit more from Dan about the practicalities. What are these hubs? How will they actually work out as far as we know? Bearing in mind, we don't exactly know everything that's over the wall. Over to Dan. So what is a hub? Uh, Well, a hub is around 50 or more people from City Church Sheffield who live uh, in a, broadly speaking anyway, live in a similar part of town. And uh, we've spoken about hubs back since July as our plan to to kind of organise church life for this next uh, phase, however long that might be. Uh, Rather than aiming to be two or three congregations, uh, really thrilled to announce today that City Church is becoming six hubs. Uh, So six kind of local collections of City Church folk, uh, in some ways doing life, discipleship and mission uh, together. So we're going to have six to start with and each hub is going to be led by not just kind of one individual or a couple, um, but by a team of people. And as elders, we have uh, given them, we're giving them uh, responsibility and authority to to lead uh, that group, to gather uh, to pray, to pray with, um, and to shepherd as well, uh, and we'll see how each uh, each hub takes shape uh, over the next uh, season. So the aim with being a hub is that that's a kind of primary place in the life of the church where we are together, growing as disciples, uh, and with a focus on prayer and making more disciples, uh, God willing. And so, just thought I'd take a moment uh, at the outset uh, to tell you what the hubs are and who's leading each one. So here we go, bear with me. Now, if you can imagine the the, the city as a bit of a clock face, we're gonna start in the north. Now I thought about this and we're gonna work anti-clockwise around the city uh, just to explain where the different uh, hubs, broadly speaking, are. So we're starting up here with Firth Park, Burngreave, Shirecliff, a few areas surrounding that as well. And here's a hub that's gonna be led uh, by Rich and Nikki, by Bless Anne and Catherine, by Paul and Louise and Mark and Beth. Now, moving around a little bit, we get to Hillsborough and Stannington. Um, here's another hub, and this hub is gonna be led uh, by Steve and Rachel, by Mark and Leslie, and by Graham uh, and Fiona. Move around a tiny bit further, we'll get to Walkley, uh, Upperthorpe, and into Crooks as well. Here's a hub that will be led by uh, Ben and Jules, Uh, Naomi and Phil and Faye. Okay, we'll keep moving around to Forward, Greystones and Ecclesall. Now I admit that's a fair old swathe of the city. And here's a hub uh, that's gonna be led by Chris and Alistair and also by Chris and Anne. Those are two different Chrises, by the way, I hope you get that. Okay, moving around further uh, to Norton, Woodseats, Beechief and Bradway. Uh, Here's a kind of hub that will be led by Grant Lindsay, Kieran and Anna, Simon and Hazel, Chris and Wendy, that's another different Chris, and Patrick and Michelle. Finally, the sixth hub for now, moving around a little bit more or back into town a bit, starting in Brincliff, working through Netheredge, Sharrow and Highfield, kind of into the city that way. Uh, that's a hub that's gonna be led by Ben and Deborah, me and Rach. Tom and Ellen will 
and Steve and Tracy. So here are the, the hubs that we're going to be developing um, now and into the future. Now I want to explore uh, what that might look like in reference to those kind of distinctives that Jeremy began to mention. Uh, the Christ Central, it's like DNA really. You get lots of different Christ Central churches right across the UK and other parts of the world. And they look different. They, uh, they might organize themselves in slightly different ways, uh, but you kind of get right down to it and you'll find these four ingredients, if you like, these four, uh, four values. One is being friends, enjoying God together. Uh, and you can turn to uh, John 15 uh, and around verse 12 and see that's where Jesus says to his disciples, I'm no longer calling you servants, I'm calling you friends. Uh, and that's the wonder, even with Chris preaching the other week that we were considering, we're called into friendship with God, that means friendship uh, with one another. It speaks of the, the atmosphere that's between us as believers in uh, a local church. Sometimes in the New Testament, you see slightly distorted versions of it. So with the disciples in the Gospels, you see in a way their friendship with Jesus, the kind of the rabbi, the leader, you don't see brilliant friendship between them. You know, they, they respect the leader, but they don't really get on with each other. You know, that's one version of what church can be like, and it's not something to settle for. Um, alternatively, you can get the church in Corinth, where you get different pockets, where you get different groups of friends, uh, but maybe they're not so great with others in the church, and they don't trust their leaders. It's another kind of distorted view. But really, we want to emphasize right across the church, whoever we are, whatever badge the world or even in the church we might feel that we've been given, uh, whether we're kind of recognized as leading out in something or whatever, uh, the atmosphere to be amongst us is that of, of friends. Uh, enjoying God together. And actually it's significant that that goes first. Sometimes in church groups, the emphasis is so much on the mission. We are kind of co-workers together, if you like, but there's no kind of depth of, of actual friendship between people. You wouldn't find a group of people who are actually laughing together, uh, getting to know each other deeper um, and so on. It, it's, it's almost just like a business arrangement. That's not the atmosphere that we want uh, in the life of City Church Sheffield, uh, nor in these hubs that we are uh, creating. Now, what's going to happen is uh, you're going to receive an email and that email from us is going to say, here's what hub we think you're in. Uh, let us know what you think if it's a bit different to that. But now the vast majority of you will be thinking, even from what I've already said, well, it's, it's obvious. It's obvious what part of town I'm in. So it's now obvious what hub um, I'll, uh, I'll be a part of. But for some of you, you might think, well, actually, there's there's reason why I, I may actually um, connect well in, in a different hub. Do you know what? That's fine. That can prompt a conversation. Um, now, you might think, oh, but goodness, who do I speak to? Uh, I want to get the process right. Do I have to fill out a form? Have a conversation uh, with one of the appropriate hub leaders. Maybe it's picking that hub leader that you know a bit better. Um, or the hub leader that one of the hub leaders that you have been asked or invited by to, to join that particular particular hub. Don't don't fret about getting the process to, totally right. If we're friends together, then we don't always have to follow uh, some code. Um, have a conversation. Start a conversation. You might think, well, I just don't have any friends in the particular hub that I might be a part of. 
Well, I'd encourage you just to see it a little bit differently. We are friends together. Um, yeah, you might have a different depth of friendship with, with different people, but when you find out what hub you're a part of, you can think, actually, here is the group of friends I'm gonna make. Uh, and think of it that way. If you don't get an email, it's not because we aren't friends with you. Uh, it might just be simply that we don't know that you're watching and we'd love you to get in touch so that we can help you into one. Uh, it might simply be that we know that you're watching but we don't have an email address. Now, please get in touch with us. Again, that could just be having a chat with someone that you do know who's one of the hub leaders. It could be writing an email if you've got an email account. And my suggestion would be write to intro at citychurchsheffield.org.uk. Uh, and those of us who are on staff with the church can help point you in what we hope will be a helpful uh, direction. But let's not lose this. Let's keep hold of it. The, the value of being friends together, enjoying God. Uh, another Christ central distinctive, if you like, is, is building churches empowered by the word and by the spirit. Now, I'm not gonna elaborate hugely or go into great depth on that at the moment, but just consider what does that mean for us as, as, uh, as hubs? Well, this is how we are building at the moment. Uh, what we are building is a church that's empowered by the word and the spirit. Um, what we're building is never gonna change. Sometimes how we build will need to change. And that's the step that we're taking uh, from today. Now there's not lots and lots of detail at the moment. If we announce lots and lots of detail, life is that unpredictable, we're learning, that we might have to revisit it and change it. So the whole picture is gonna emerge, emerge over time. It's a bit like doing a jigsaw. You kind of see a big picture and you start piecing pieces together. There are gaps in certain areas that haven't been filled in yet. Um, uh, and that's something that we're gonna discover uh, together. Uh, but I suppose this reflects the journey that we've been on for some time, which could be described as rather than deciding, let's build big, we're deciding, or God has decided, let's build lots, rather than just one big thing. Now our hope, our expectation would be that as a whole church, uh, the day will come when we can be all together uh, here and in the Jubilee Center. But actually for a long time now, uh, the direction that God has had us on is let's build lots, not let's build big. So years ago, that led us to plant a second congregation. Having a meeting here, we also started to meet in Shirecliffe. As I referenced a while ago, even at the beginning of this year, we were trying to take steps to plant a third congregation. Our, our efforts to do so were thwarted, not being able to find an appropriate venue, and then the pandemic hit, at which point we were kind of glad that we hadn't signed up to some uh, contracts to hire a building that we couldn't then use. So we've seen God's hand in that. Um, and rather than think how many congregations of the church, are we two or three? I think, actually, no, it's something new, it's something different. We're going to be uh, six hubs. Years ago, God spoke to us about establishing seven congregations throughout the city. Um, uh, and there have been prophetic words through different times. I can remember one, uh, going back a few years now, you might have heard this, heard of it, because we've referred to it as just gold out of the box. Uh, the prophetic words spoke about the church being like an ornate box, nicely decorated in the hands of God, and the strange thing was that God was then ripping up the box. I don't do that, uh, you might immediately think. But the box was being ripped up on purpose, deliberately as a good thing, for the gold to come out. And that was speaking into a time in the life of the church 
where well, we've kind of felt vulnerable and some of that was happening. Actually, actually, as we look back now, we think, actually, I think that's being fulfilled kind of here and now as well. Um, your church life will look a bit different. It can be like that. We can be thinking we're building the church, but some seasons of building actually involve just taking things down. There was another word, a prophetic word that came to us about kind of discovering hidden rooms in a house, thinking, oh, can imagine sort of a homeowner thinking, can I extend this property in some way? But then they realize they don't need to. Uh, the space is already there, it's just hidden. A hidden room, it was kind of intriguing, but you kind of hear of it sometimes. Now what you need then is a sledgehammer to knock through a wall and find and make this discovery of hidden room, of hidden space. And again, there's a hint of us doing that uh, in the present as well, that we'll be discovering the, the potential, the gifting, uh, the passion for the kingdom. It's always been amongst us. I can remember Gary Gallant coming to us from uh, Canada, just being with us on a Sunday and reflecting with a prophetic gift as well. There are too many leaders for the size of the room. Almost just prompting us to think, you've got to, you've got to move out. You've got to be meeting in a variety of spaces. You give space to, for, for gifting uh, to grow uh, as you do that. It might seem a bit destructive, uh, ripping up a box. I thought we were about building. But do you remember in Deuteronomy 32, I think it's verse 11, uh, it speaks of God himself as a, as a mother eagle breaking up the nest. Why would, a, why, do, why would a parent eagle be breaking up her own nest? Well, it's all part of the process of teaching kind of uh, her young, her fledglings to fly. It's positive, it's for growth, it's good, even if it's uncomfortable in the moment. Let's seek to continue to build the church together empowered by the word and the spirit. And as we do that, to be advancing the kingdom and transforming the world. Another, another important value. You know, when I was, uh, was growing up, I kind of came to faith and I received the spirit in quite a dramatic way um, in my teenage years. And uh, after that, church went from, in my way of thinking, church went from being something fairly boring and standard that I did most weekends with my family because that's the kind of family that we were. It became a passion. I wanted to be there. You know, worship took on new significance to me. And the church was something I was zealous for. And that's affected my whole life. But I can look back now and see there are probably times in, in the church that I became a part of where out of an enthusiasm to build the church, I wasn't really doing much else. Monday night was kind of worship band practice. Tuesday night was some kind of leadership team from the youth group I was in. Uh, Wednesday night was often uh, like the equivalent of life group. Thursday night, I can't remember what I did on Thursday night. I think I watched Top Gear and then went to bed. Uh, Friday was youth group itself, one that I helped to lead. On Saturday, I was always hoping that the church would put on some extra special event. Sunday would be church and I had another youth group on Sunday evening. You know, my whole week could revolve just around church. And for a time, maybe that was helpful in my own personal discipleship, but as a pattern, it's not helpful. There's, there was no time, if you like. I was giving no priority uh, to advancing the kingdom on my own personal front line of, of friendships and school and all the rest of it. I was just thinking church, church, church. And it takes courage sometimes for people leading a church and part of a church not just to focus on church, 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 but where's my kind of front line? Where out in the world 
um, am I bringing the kingdom and to be investing there? You know, sometimes all we have to do is take a few good ideas, but mix them with guilt. And all we see is, well, the church should be doing more. We, we really should have more projects and, and, and ways of blessing the world. Now, God willing, that will grow in a way. But our desire is, is not just to do more and more and more and more. It's to bring the kingdom where we are, in the workplace, on the school gate, in our neighborhood, on our street, in all sorts of different places. Sometimes the courageous thing to do is actually to do less, to organize less. That's why we're saying as part of these hubs, don't do lots and lots and lots straight away. Maybe ever. Yeah, maybe before Christmas, this is what we've said. Before Christmas, aim to gather a couple of times. And when you gather, connect. Spend a bit of time in worship and pray. That's all. That's important. That's vibrant. That's, in, that's, that's where we're to go. And that way, maybe we'll hear, be ready to hear what God wants to say. You remember that, another prophetic word more recently about little acorns dropping. Those acorns just represented little ideas, uh, opportunities that we might all have to extend the kingdom, uh, not just to put on big events or uh, programs of activity, but to share the kingdom with people that we love. The fourth distinctive, and we'll finish with this, is about reaching nations and making disciples. Uh, you know, the reason for going into these hubs is not to become narrow-minded and just think about our local patch. The reason is actually working out very locally a very, very big vision. We still have and want to develop that a global vision that is praying for, seeking the kingdom right across the world. That means friends that have gone from this church to other places still very dear to us. And we want to see the kingdom coming in the Middle East, in, uh, in Zambia, in, uh, in Canada, in Japan, you know, in all sorts. But we also want to see the kingdom of God come here. Uh, all the nations of the world that have been brought to Sheffield. I hope this helps you get an idea of what hubs are about. Let's go on this journey together. Let's see God move in this city. Amen.